This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. All right, Deanna, we're going to talk today about um, loving our neighbor because last time in our conversation, we were really focused in on what does it look like loving God and these two kind of major commands that hang over society. If we're going to let God have his proper place and identity over us, then we come forward to the full revelation of who God is, which is the person of Jesus Christ and what he said in response to the question, what is the great command? Love God and love your neighbors yourself. So loving God, dwelling with him, our identity being drawn from him. Now we take that knowledge and interact with the world and see what's going on in the world and interact with them in a loving way and we've got to figure out how to do that when the world we know is being really contrary to many of the things we find in scripture as truth and as right and as moral and this is a dilemma that the church really faces we exist in a particular place in a particular time with certain circumstances going on so here we are trying to do that upholding the scripture and wanting to love people according to the command of loving neighbor and that gets confused. Yeah, I really think that the question that I think about often in this is, does loving your neighbor mean endorsing or embracing all behaviors around me? We want to treat others in a way that is respectful Mm -hmm. because the command says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I want to be respected, so I should probably respect someone else. And in our society, I think that we've confused the terms to where we go, well, who is my neighbor? And does that just mean the friends that I'm around with? Who does that involve? And then what is love? What's the definition of love? I think those two things in this idea of you should love your neighbor as yourself, this greatest commandment, have to be answered because what we've done is we've not defined those terms and instead we say loving looks like this yeah and i was thinking about some of the news pieces that have have come out you could look at some of the news pieces regarding congress you know how do they interact with each other are they respecting one another are Mm -hmm. we putting people in government who are going through these dialogues and these debates and you see this great amount of respect in it even though there's disagreement right or are we seeing gnashing of teeth and I'm going to get my own way. Right. And they're not really using their mind or their reason to persuade or or to convince that they have this better idea. And of course we see it in the ideas of the news and one of the articles that came out regarding abortion and I was thinking, okay, so does that mean since they're going to have tax payers fund abortion is that embracing and loving people to to pay for their abortions is that what they're saying in that right you understand what I'm saying? yeah so 
when I look at the news and I see things like that, I think, all right, are, is this a way for us to actually voice in the public square, listen, we love you and all your decisions and all your behaviors. So I think that's why it's so important for us to go, okay, wait a second, we got to back up. Yeah. Well, even the statement, love your neighbors yourself, we we have such a twisted thinking about how to discover identity that when we say, I'm going to love my neighbor as I love myself, you should love your neighbors, you love yourself. We're thinking in our head, well, they get to define who they are. I have to love them the way they are. <laughs> and that's not what Jesus was saying. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. He wasn't thinking in whatever messed up way you want to identify yourself as. No, he was saying, you love your neighbors, you love yourself, who is created in the image of God and has a particular identity, has been made a certain way. And so we have to stop and go, I I need to love you in the way that you need to be loved based upon a standard that God has already created and set. And so as you're talking about just government congressmen, the way they treat each other, as you think about the abortion issues of... Are we going to let state funds pay for that? And if you stand up as a Christian against that, what's going to be said about you in the media is, well, you don't care about these people and you don't love these people. They have these needs and this is going to wreck their lives. And you need to be worried about, you're worried about the baby, but you're not worried about this person. I know that's what we're trying to say, but what you're asking and and the question that needs to be answered is the questions of acceptance and tolerance. And so when we talk about love, are we talking about acceptance and tolerance? What are we talking about when we're using that word? And what does acceptance and tolerance mean as well? Yeah, and I I, I love this statement that comes from the book, The Beauty of Intolerance, and it's endorsing immoral behavior is not a sign of loving someone, nor is confronting immoral behavior a sign of rejecting a person and so when we talk about tolerance and acceptance I think about the life of Jesus and I go well did he accept everybody just the way they are did he say hey listen you be any way you want to be and I'm just gonna love you just like that well if you look at the woman who was caught in adultery right Mm -hmm. he shows this unbelievable compassion to her right he walks up he actually stands up for her yeah and and all of the people who want to stone her begin to lay their rocks down yeah and he doesn't say okay great and now let's just keep moving on and i love you no he says you know where are your people who are condemning you and what he's what he is conveying is this idea that he's judge, he takes care of that, now go and sin no more. Yeah. And so there's a turning point that we have to have where we go, okay, accepting, we're not accepting things that are against God's Word. Right. But we can tolerate things in a way that we can say, I can disagree with you, but I can still tolerate the relationship. Right. And I think that's where we have to get back to. Yeah. Jesus loved so much that he was unwilling to let you stay the same. 
Yeah. His love went further than we actually allow it to go often. I'm going to love you, therefore I'm not going to confront or challenge or expect something different. Jesus loved beyond that. His love was greater than that. It was, it was enough to pay for the reconciliation of the relationship between you and God, to pay for the sin, and then to give you the empowerment to change and be different. And it's, we really end up drawing the line too short, and he took love further. And so answering the question of love, when what does it look like to love somebody that you're in disagreement with? How do you engage those relationships, and what do we do to speak to people and interact with and accept, tolerate, love? Those words aren't perfectly interchangeable, but those are the words that get thrown around in the in the conversation. Um, what does it love look like? What are we doing? How do we re- interact in these relationships? I think that's where we want to go and what we want to talk about. Yeah, and I would agree with you in that. I mean, I was thinking about love when we were talking about this earlier. I was thinking, what if, if I asked somebody, if I asked a, a student, which I work a lot with students, and if I, if I asked a student, what is love? Can you can you give me a picture of what that is? And you know they sit there for a second. Well, does love look like romance? Does love look like helping the beggar on the street? Does love look like you know showing someone respect? And and it's interesting the answers that I get back because mm-hmm. they do kind of fall in those categories that I just mentioned. Right. But when I go to the scripture, I was thinking of words like First Corinthians thirteen, patient kindness when Jesus is going to wash the disciples feet and he's humble mm. and he's serving and mm. he t- you know he takes the base and he washes their feet he 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 seems to have this ability and and of course he's God so you know he knows all things but he demonstrates this giving the benefit of the doubt mm. you know whereas I think sometimes we can as a people, go our first instinct oh well why did why did they do that or why did they look that way or why did they act that way and i think it's because of this this and this and really we don't know what's going on behind the life of that person right we don't know if they just had something major crisis going on in their life so just that idea and some other things i was thinking of you know rejoicing with the truth mm-hmm. what is that what does that look like rejoice with the truth yeah it seems like we're being asked to rejoice with a lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate celebrate with me over something that is contrary to God's Word, which is truth. Uh, and as we're thinking about love and, and Jesus and demonstrating and explaining love, He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Um, so in loving others... Shouldn't that include an expectation of keeping his commandments? Yeah, uh, and, and and just trying to fit all of that together. That um, loving loving you may mean I'm going to bring to you the truth, show you the truth, and get you into a relationship with God through Christ, where you can have genuine love, no true love, and it will change you. It will require the keeping of commands, <laughs> uh, but that's I, I'm going to be with you in that journey. Isn't that the loving act that we need to be demonstrating? Yeah, it just makes me think of 
what we see in the apostles in Acts when I was thinking about it. I was thinking they have this great love, right? Because no greater love than the one who lays his life down, right? So right. there's no greater love than Christ. He he is the pinnacle, the inner being of love in his life demonstrates that. But after considering, okay, who is my neighbor? Well, it's my marriage. It's the people in my sphere of where I work. It's the community or the church or and then going, okay, what is this what does this love look like? And seeing all of that, then I think about, okay, well, how do I respond to that? And then I look at the apostles and I was thinking about this book that Ravi Zacharias came out with, I think last year or so. He it's his latest one that, that came out and, and he basically says that the apostles were reasoning persuading, examining, debating, disputing, explaining, defending, refuting, and convincing others all in love. Right. And I just think, we, we can do this. We have the Holy Spirit living inside yeah. of us. And so let's not shriek back. And that's one of the words that I always hear you say. Let's not shriek back from mm. the truth. Right. But let's have courage and boldness with gentleness and tenderness to be able to go. I really want to love my neighbor. And that means rejoicing when they rejoice, mourn when they mourn, mourn when they mourn. But it's also being truthful. And I'm, I'm afraid that our church, or the church, not our church, the church, is, is being shouted down mm-hmm. so much that they're going... I feel bad if I say anything because it looks like I'm unloving. Yeah. And and the enemy is so conniving, scheming, that he has worked his way into doing that and being that. Um, because we, we don't see loving behavior when we were being raised as kids or in the raising of our own kids to be non-confrontive over wrongdoing and bad behavior we see that as very loving that I'm gonna let you know that that's improper I'm I'm gonna correct you to make the better decision to act in this way to and I think he's even undoing that kind of thinking and in that world in the in the parenting world not just in the church but we we really don't think that way across the board and yet now here we are as a church going, okay, uh, I, I see these things as wrong. I don't disagree that the Bible says they're wrong, but um, God loves us. He, he wants us good and happy. Uh, and so um, they're doing their best that they can. They're trying. Well, who am I to jump in the middle and say it's wrong? I mean, they seem to be successful. They seem to be happier this way. They, so God must be okay with that. I mean, this is the way our mind begins to yeah. think. And so why would I jump? I'm gonna I, now. I'm the bad guy. I jump in to be the one that. And the enemy is scheming enough to get us to think that way. Yeah. When we saw the example that you just gave of, of the apostles who, out of love for the world, are in the midst of having the public voice and i i think that's where this is we're scared out of the public yeah i boy i agree with you and i i tell you i think that if as we're moving forward to to gain confidence and grow in courage and and as we end this podcast i know that uh, you know 
the public square is still open mm. in America yeah. anyways. And in spite of the fact that people disagree, if we can grow in our knowledge and our understanding of, of God and His Word and of how to have conversations that are beneficial and just praying for those things, praying that God would give me the the ability to share in this way that would help them see the light, mm-hmm. then we could really be effective, but we will never be effective being silent. It's not going to happen. So next week, we're going to talk about... Continuing to love that community. And in particular, thinking about the, how diverse the community is um, in ethnicity and some of the racial tension that's out there and how you have those conversations. Um, and we've discussed some of those things in the past, but um, the church's impact into the community in particular in its ethnic diversity. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to being back with you next weekend.